Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Let's get it started in here. And the bass keeps running, running, and running. Five seconds left in the game. You believe in Context, there's no disrespect, so when I bust my rhyme, you break your necks. We got five minutes for us to disconnect. All of the is on the field. He's like, oh, he's like, oh, he's like, oh, he's like, oh, he's like, Comes into Jordan. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the opening line. We are your hosts, Wits and Ross. Got a Friday edition for you here. We, at least on my end, I've been as lazy as one can be about posting who's podcast. Uh, Final they sound four. a little less excited over there. <laughs> it's Friday. I've been up since 5 a.m. I golf. I want to golf again today, but I don't have anybody to go with. So that's a, it's a real buzzkill, witty. But if you were out here, we'd be fucking ripping some. Um, what's going on with you? You've been working today. I did, I did today off. So that's why it's like I'm even more unsure of what's going on. <laughs> Yeah, it it is good Friday, but we get into the office, get a few things done, and uh, yeah, getting ready for the final four tomorrow. I think um, two of the teams, very expected. One of them, eh, definitely could have made a case for it. And then the other one, UCLA, Roz, what a run it has been for the Bruins. I'm still in disbelief. I had uh, I had the MSU-UCLA combo getting to the Elite Eight. I thought it was going to be Michigan State. But it was UCLA, and they took down number one seed in Michigan in that region uh, last Tuesday. It was a heartbreaker for me because it ruined all my brackets. But what are we thinking about the Bruins here? Do they have any shot to knock off Gonzaga? No, absolutely not. I mean, the Big Ten just isn't capable, which is – which they haven't won a national title since 2000. They had nine teams in this year's tournament, more than any other conference. None of them making it to the Final Four. Only one making it to the Elite Eight. I mean, what a joke of a conference. While on the other hand, the Pac-12, who I, I crap out all the time, did their job this tournament. I mean, you have Oregon State, who made a deep run. You have USC, who just went up against the best team in this bracket. UCLA, clearly in the Final Four. Oregon beating Iowa, who was supposed to be this dominant Big Ten force. I don't think UCLA stands a chance in hell, but it was impressive they got here. I mean, for first four to final four, can't take that away from them, regardless if they win or lose against Gonzaga. I mean, if they beat Gonzaga, it might be the greatest upset in college basketball history. It might be, and I think we all should have listened to Bill Walton a little more when he kept telling us the uh, the Pac-12 was the Conference of Champions because, yeah, you, you look at across the board, um, I'd have to say that they're, they're the conference that impressed me the most. You know, Gonzaga is kind of in a league in their own uh, with their conference. But regardless, and, and the one thing that I'll say, Roz, 
I don't think they're going to have a problem with UCLA, but if they do happen to lose to either Baylor or Houston in the championship game, I really don't want to hear anybody bring up how it's the fact that they play in a weak conference. Cause I, I really think this is, this is one of the better college basketball teams that I've ever seen. And, you know, I, I would hate for that to be brought up, but I, I would say they're, they're a pretty heavy favorite right now. If you look at any matchup between Houston and Baylor, they're going to be at least a five and a half point favorite against Baylor. And the line came out as 10 versus Houston. So they're, they're going to be a pretty heavy favorite either way, assuming they make it past UCLA here in the final four. Yeah, I mean, I think they're playing to their best form. Baylor's playing to their best form. And Houston just is, hasn't played a seed below a double digit in maybe this entire tournament. So uh, we'll see. I think it's going to be Baylor Gonzaga. I think I was right weeks and weeks and months ago about at the end of the day, it's still going to be Baylor Gonzaga. I've missed the Michigan one, but apparently I missed the Big Ten in general about how bad they were. Um and Illinois was not one of my one seeds I was talking about. When, we, when I was going on my rants about Chalk reigning supreme in this tournament, I mean, this tournament was wild, absolutely insane um, for the first four or five rounds. And now I think it's going to even itself out. UCLA will go down pretty hard. Baylor's going to come out on top. And the Houston one, I think they're going to dominate that game as well. Then we'll get the matchup everyone was waiting to see earlier this season when the game got postponed, and we'll get Gonzaga-Baylor and what will be one of the best championship games in a long time. Yeah, it's interesting how, you know, this has been a great tournament so far. There's been a lot of good games, but I think, I think we're going to end up, like you said, with the matchup that we didn't get to see earlier in the year. And I guess, you know, what, what a better time to do it than the final game on the biggest stage uh, for the national championship. And... You know, looking at the Baylor-Houston game, I think Houston's a very good team. But like you said, you know, they haven't exactly played any stiff competition yet in the tournament. But, you know, they did take care of Syracuse pretty handedly um, after Syracuse had beaten San Diego State and West Virginia. And then they looked looked like they were going to beat Oregon State by about 20. Um, Oregon State came in with one of the worst backdoor covers I've ever seen uh, with that last second three. Yeah, Houston matches up against Baylor here, and I think Houston's a good team, but I think they're just overmatched um, in this one. And Baylor is peaking again at the right time, which is you know something I wasn't sure I was going to see after they dealt with some COVID issues late in the year. They lost a you know lost a couple games, and you know just didn't seem like they were on that same level as Gonzaga anymore. But I think they're really rounding back in a form here, and I, I would like to see Gonzaga Baylor for the title because I think. I think those are the two best teams in college basketball right now. They most definitely are. Um, and we're down to the wire. Wits, you got no brackets left. Me, neither do I because I have Gonzaga, but didn't do enough in the rounds before. Uh, I, I can actually come in second still. But my, my championship hopes have been dashed. And it was very disappointing because all of that was gone with the Michigan game, which I, I still can't believe they lost. But – you know, that, that's what happens. They just couldn't put UCLA away. And here we are, final four. What a story. Yeah. Who uh you picking already? Who you got? Are you just going to go with Baylor to spite me? Or do you know in your heart of hearts like Gonzaga is going to win this entire thing? Oof. That's a good one. I, you know what? I, I'm going to go with Baylor here. Yeah, you I think are. the one. That, yes. You don't, you, don't, you don't mean that. I know for a fact. I, I do mean that. I, that's asinine. 
I know for a fact it's asinine. I know it's, it's not asinine. There, if there's one team that can compete with Gonzaga, I think right now, I think it is Baylor. Gonzaga is the best team in college basketball by, by far and away, bar none. The best starting lineup, the best role players and bench. It's over. I mean, Kispert, I'd take Kispert, Timmy, and Suggs all day over that amazing backcourt of Baylor. I don't know. I, I think you're – at this point, if I didn't have Gonzaga winning it all and if, like, it wasn't the popular pick, I think you take Gonzaga. I think I know you take Gonzaga. I might, but I guess there was a reason I didn't take him in the first place. And, you know, Gonzaga, I think, is a better team. But we'll see. I, I have a feeling Baylor is going to give them probably their best game of the year. And while I don't want to hear anything about the conference talk with Gonzaga, a, a point that can be made here is that they really haven't played any close games the entire year. I know they were down to BYU with the conference championship. They came back. They still won that game by more than 10 points. But, you know, national championship game, it is going to be a little bit different if it's a close game with Baylor, which – think it absolutely will be and I'm excited to see it if we get the matchup right if we if we get the matchup for it I mean which I I really think is going to happen um that Gonzaga line keeps going up a little bit at a time uh I'm just taking a look at Gonzaga because you're saying oh they didn't play close games they played West Virginia to a five-point game Gonzaga Gonzaga number 11 at the time they beat Kansas in a 12-point game when they were six at the time. They beat Iowa in an 11-point game when they were number three. They beat University of Virginia when they were 16. That one they won by 20. I, I had never said anything about the rankings. I just said that they hadn't played really any close yeah, games. That's fine. They're Tonight. blowing out the, the other teams that were supposedly – I mean, that's two three seeds, a two seed, and a four seed. So – Right, but none of those teams, I think, are even close to being as good as Baylor. God, look at that yawning. It's like contagious of myself. Kansas, no, you're, make, you're making me sick over here. Wake the fuck up already. How did, how, did, uh, how did Kansas do this year against Baylor? Now I'm trying to find that out. Because I feel like I feel like I, – I, I said that Baylor had some struggles near there near the end, but – I mean, they're, they're coming around now, and they've played well so far. And, I mean, I think there's, there's one team that can match up with Gonzaga. It is Baylor. I don't think you can argue with that. I can't, I'm not going to argue that they don't match up well. But, uh, yeah, you know, I'm just going to – I just think that you're staying away from it just because everybody else is on it. But it's okay. You know, you're allowed to have your opinion. Yeah, this is America. I can have my opinion. So. Even though it's wrong, but it's fine. <laughs> now – you got any? You have any final thoughts on this final four, or me moving on? Because I just gotta. I'm gonna do a sports dump to wrap this thing up and give you a little of your baseball time. We're going to the Angels, White Sox game on Sunday. The Cubs look like the same exact team they were for the last five years since they won a World Series. That's a team that will either hit a bunch of home runs in one game, or strike out every time and lose without getting a hit. So, any last thoughts on the NCAA tournament before we move on? Um, yeah, I, I did have a question for you. What do you think has been the game of the tournament so far? Uh, 
<laughs> putting you on the spot here. I mean, Oral Roberts coming back on Florida was pretty sweet. I'm trying to think because I gamble a bunch. So those sometimes the greatest games to me are just like a blowout by Gonzaga. Um, one that was so close to being sweet was the I'm gonna spit. Oh, was the UC Santa Barbara? They should have made that last shot and won that game. That game was very intense and a fun one. That was a first round game. Uh, right. I'm trying to think. USC blew the doors off Kansas. That wasn't cool. Oregon blew the doors off Iowa. That wasn't great. I'm trying to think of a good game. Oregon. I, Oregon for State. me, it was, uh, I think, the UCLA-Alabama Sweet 16 matchup that went into overtime was yeah, the, I think the fact game of the tournament for me. The fact that I bet Bama so hard was <laughs> probably why that game is not resonating with me. UCLA, I'm 4-0 in taking Gonzaga and 0-5 picking against UCLA so far in this March Madness tournament. It's been a pretty rough ride for my teams that were supposed to beat them, being Michigan State, Texas, Bama, Florida. Like, nobody nobody was getting past UCLA, apparently. So, been a wild one. Yeah, it, it has been a wild one. So, we'll see what happens here. But UCLA, no matter what happens, nothing to hang their heads about you know, making this type of run. And my last question for you, are you going to go for a sixth time against UCLA here? You, you sound like you're ready well, to play. Fi- the they're finally meet, the two are finally meeting. Gonzaga is, is undefeated against the spread, and UCLA has beat the spread every time. So, I don't know. <laughs> I think I'm going to end up putting money on Gonzaga if you want the honest truth. Am I excited to buy it? No. Am I? Do I think they're going to win by 30? Yes. So, We'll see how that goes. Which, before we get into baseball, we are getting towards that time of year. I know you love baseball so much, and I'm really not trying to shit on baseball with my next comment, but it might dick on them a little bit. We're entering kind of a sports abyss. I just wanted that out there. I know we're going to get the Masters here in two weeks. We'll cover that next week. And I know that there are some other majors that go on during the summer, but the grand, the pace of baseball in this early stage and early parts of the summer just deafening in terms of like the being in this black abyss of sports nothing really to bet on nothing to go after no great news I mean the NFL draft sparks it up a little bit but then again already free agency has passed so there's not much more that's going to be added to these teams and just for example today's headlines Poirier signs deal for a McGregor trilogy which I already know the only thing that's coming from that is potentially more money lost by me because yeah you put McGregor in a ring uh, you th- I, I'm probably going to put money on him. Yeah, the last time I listened to you on the UFC. Yeah, um, then Kansas gives lifetime contract to Bill Self after their third biggest loss in school history. I'm taking a look at what else. Nagy is taking back the Bears' offensive play calling. I remember what that's like, Xander, actually. I can coach you on this one and all, all you Bear fans. Because McCarthy did this where he gave up play calling, gave it to somebody else, but then took it back, and then he got fired. So maybe this is maybe this is the best thing for the Bears. This is the way to get Nagy out of uh, out of Chicago. Yeah, I don't know with the Bears anymore, man. I think we're uh, we're all in that wait and see mode. This could be the the final chapter of the Pace Nagy um, team. So we'll see. I hope they do well, but my hopes are not very high. We do have the redheaded rocket though. Yes, the most average quarterback in NFL history. And then 
because we're going into baseball now, I want to take a – I'm going to do a WTF. What the fuck, baseball? How many games were postponed yesterday? You've watched all these other leagues, all these other organizations run a flawless season. I know there were some postponements and some delays in the NBA very briefly, but baseball can't get its shit together to fucking start opening day. Are you kidding me? What have you been doing? There was one postponement. What? What yes, is sir. your deal today? Are you are you two, high as a, two, high as a kite? Two, there were two postponements. We're going back. We're going April 1st. There were two postponements. I'm looking at it right now. Orioles, Red Sox, Mets, Nationals. Some of the biggest Nationals on opening day, Red Sox on opening day. I, I'm disappointed, to say the least. That they it's not the MLB's fault. You, know, you woke MLB. up on the wrong side of the bed today. I, I, it, it's the absolutely the MLB's fault. No, it's not. What do you mean? It's not. Dude, every league is dealt with postponements. It's, I mean, and they played a season last year. I don't know. I thought it was pretty weak. I think you – it's your first game of the year. How are you not prepared? How are you not sheltered? How are you not – you know? No, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? I don't know. I there's mean, enough you're, protocols you're in place to have – I just feel like there's enough protocols in place to have enough players to play a game. And if there isn't enough protocols in place, how the hell – like, who's running the league? I don't even know how to argue with you. You're so dumb. I <laughs> I think I'm right. I think I might be over-exaggerating it a bit. No, just wanted, a little bit. I wanted to take my shot at Major League Baseball. I don't think Manfred's that great of a, great of a commissioner, and uh, I think it shows. It's my take. Hot take. <laughs> yeah, very hot. You've got one game under your belt, basically. Anything surprising from day one of Major League Baseball's 162-game season that won't end until next November? <laughs> um, there wasn't anything too surprising. I thought there was, a, there was a fair amount of offense for the first day, a lot of big scores out there. It was nice to see um, the Padres win that game after uh, falling off a cliff. I got you, Darvish, on my fantasy team, so I was, I was really happy to start. And then – uh, we tailed off there. And I think the biggest win of the day, I'm going to have to give it to the Toronto Blue Jays beating the Yankees. I know we've got 161 more, but I thought this was a big win. Extra innings, Blue Jays are being talked about as a playoff team this year that could make some noise. So I thought that was a big win, 3-2 uh, to two on opening day against the probably the AL favorite right now, the New York Yankees. Yeah, I – I thought my biggest takeaway was uh, fans being back. I thought that was really cool, um, especially, yeah. especially at Wrigley. I know we sucked. It was hard to – watching the Cubs is such a roller coaster of suckiness and happiness. It's ridiculous. Um, but then you had – what I loved was the Astros just getting the shit boot out of them in Oakland, which they deserve for the next 20 years. Um. But obviously they came away with the win. Zach Grinke looked pretty, uh, pretty, pretty good. Didn't give up a run. Got his first W of the season. And uh, but it's good to see fans. I'm gonna be one of those fans. Um, come Sunday, I'm excited to see the White Sox and Angels. Um, the White Sox, who should be another AL contender potentially. I don't know what this Aloy Jimenez injury does. I don't think the bat really ruins your roster as much as 
some other people think. And it's always great to see the greatest player of all time play. And that's what I believe Mike Trout is. And uh, I'm excited to see him Sunday. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I also, also took him on my fantasy team. So I'm hoping he has a big game. Uh, the Sox opening night, ugh, just more of the same. Two runs in the eighth, they lose four to three. So, yeah, we'll see where they go from here. I mean, like you said, one bat isn't going to make or break the season, but I, I thought Eloy Jimenez was going to be like a 30 and 100 guy, which is, is tough to replace. We'll see what happens here. We're back into the swing of things, which is great. And uh, it was nice to see Miggy lead off the season with a homer. I was literally going to say that must have been such a happy moment for you. Yeah, no, it was awesome. And it's funny watching the uh, – Watching the replay of the at-bat, it really wasn't snowing that much when he stepped up to the plate, and by the time he hit the homer, he, he didn't even know that it was out. That's why he slid into second base. So uh, it was nice to see Miguel Cabrera. Um, I feel like kids these days coming up, they don't, they don't really necessarily know how great of a hitter he was, but I remember you know, when we were in middle school and high school, he was winning the MVP, winning the Triple Crown, one of the better hitters of all time. So it's nice to see him still – swinging it around I know he's getting old but he can still do it and uh yeah I think he moved up to tied for 30th on the all-time home run list so I think he's a a no doubt hall of famer he's in the uh I don't give a shit about my body phase of his baseball career got that nice, <laughs> got that nice barrel going right now and uh he's, yeah, he's pleasantly plump pleasantly plump is a really good way to put it but I gotta t- yeah honestly it's so funny you say that because it was such a long stretch. I mean, think about the MVP he took away from Mike Trout. Think about his own MVP, like, credentials and stuff. The dude was a fucking monster at the plate for a long stretch of our uh, – I don't really know if it was middle school only. I mean, I feel like high school he was dominant even beginning of college for us. It's most probably recently that he's starting to uh, decline, and it's easier to decline on a team that's just never relevant, which is the Detroit Tigers. Um but Miggy, he's up there for an incredible career, and it was amazing to kind of be there for it for, I don't even call it our childhood, like our uh, young adult life. Yeah, I mean, you look at the, um, you look at the stretch from 04 to, uh, let's say, call it like 2015. I mean, top 15 in the MVP voting every year, all-star, uh, you know, 13 I love, I say 11 of those years, two MVPs, a triple crown. I mean, just a, an unbelievable hitter. And, you know, he did it, does it with power and with average. I mean, the guy, you know, for those that big stretch, hitting like 330 every year with, you know, 35 bombs and 120 RBI. It's just, he, he was a sight to see, and he's still a great hitter. Obviously not as good as he used to be, but it's nice, nice to see him still playing. Just one of my all-time favorites. Yeah, he's definitely uh, he's definitely a wits favorite. Um, I just wanted to look over at the Yankees and see how it's going. You know, you got Stanton o for five with three Ks. You got Judge one for five with two Ks. Some of these bit there was somebody said something on the during the Cubs game. We're in this era of these heavy hitters, these home run clobberers and stuff, and you're seeing less people batting for average these days. I don't know. I miss the days of uh, putting together a rally, you know, getting some runs together. Uh, But it's not the case. I mean, watching the Cubs, I have to pray for a five-home run game and pray they walk two of our guys before one of them's hit, you know, in order for me to get get psyched up for it. But uh, 
we'll see. You know, baseball's back. I'm excited. Being in the stadium might revitalize or re-energize me, make me less of a Major League Baseball Scrooge. I'm really doing it justice, honestly. The Grinch who stole Major League Baseball is uh, going to be the next movie I star in. Yeah, I think getting to the ballpark is going to revitalize your love for the game of baseball. I think you just need a ballpark dog and nine innings of fun. That's all you need. I feel you. I, I definitely feel you on that. But uh, anything else? You got you have World Series champion you want to share with us? Come Give on. Me the Mets. Give me the Mets. Get the fuck out of here. You, I can't tell if that's real or not. Yeah, it is real. <sighs> I would say you heard it here first, but it's more of like you hear it on repeat on the opening line. Wits and the hey, Mets. Next year it's going to be just, the Giants too. You keep saying it until it comes true. Then I'll be right. I guess. We've got 50 years left in us, hopefully. Maybe a little bit more. Just take them every year. You're bound yeah. to hit it once, maybe. I mean, the Cubs didn't win in 100 years, so who knows? Yeah. I mean, and the Mets are actually the – you know, fifth in the odds for the World Series. So it's not, not going that far out of the limb there, 10 to 1. So we'll see how, we'll see what happens. But Lindor, I think, is a big addition. And Jacob deGrom has another Cy Young-type year. Syndergaard stays healthy. Yeah, you never know. It could make some noise. It did make some noise four or five years ago. Um, I think they lost, was it the Royals, I think. But, yeah, we'll see. They definitely have a shot. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Dodgers. Uh, I don't want to. It's really wow. real spiteful pick here. I don't want to do it, but I just like they're kind of in this like new realm of like they are the best team, and I don't know. I know baseball unpredictable, crazy things can happen. I just don't see it. I don't even know if the Padres, who revamped everything, have enough to do it. Um, I do think the Cubs are gonna be sneaky. I think they're gonna find their way eventually. I'm gonna talk as much shit as I can until they get some W's, but. Uh, I think they're sneak, They're going to sneak their way into the playoffs and maybe steal a series or two, and uh, then you're really getting excited in Chicago. So that is the opening line with your host Wits and Roz. We'll be back next week when I'm not on a uh, lack of sleep, a little bit of uh, residual hangover, and uh, I played well on the course today. Par, par, birdie, par to finish off. Uh, so just want to put that out that there is some good news in the Roz front. Uh, we'll get back to you guys next week, everybody, and uh, have a great Easter weekend. Happy Good Friday as well. Peace. Smoke.
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.